listening to the Nonstop Mom podcast, where you'll gain scriptural insight that will help you effectively raise next generation leaders. Here's your host, Carolyn Shuttlesworth. Hey, ladies, this is Carolyn Shuttlesworth. Welcome back to another week with Nonstop Mom. Thank you so much for tuning in. I love hearing from everybody. Um, If you're new to this podcast and it's your first time listening, make sure you find me on social media, on Instagram. You can find me under Carolyn Shuttlesworth or on Facebook. You can uh, find the Nonstop Mom page. Make sure you like it, but not only like it, join the group because inside the group, I do a lot of special things. I um, do some Facebook Lives. I will give away uh, presents and gifts and do giveaways on within the group page. And then also, um, I'm almost to a thousand women. When I get there, I'm going to have a big party on live and do some really awesome giveaways and just some really fun things for everybody. But this week, I want to go ahead and get into it. I was trying to think, you know, I get a lot of topics that, uh, Women write in, whether it be moms or singles, young ladies. Uh, so keep bring, you know, keep sending them in. I love them, and I have them all written down, and I go to them. But there's just one thing that really was on my heart uh, when I get to speaking to um, a lot of moms, and it's not because they actually like come out and say it, but I I just can feel it when they talk to me, and it's what I want to call today mom guilt. We have all felt it before. We've all felt it before. And, you know, as Christians, um, as as Christian women, we should be the happiest moms on the block. You know what I mean? But I often find uh, moms uh, that are stressed out. They're tired. They're overwhelmed. They're not quite sure how to balance everything. Uh, or if they're not a stay-at-home mom, they work. So I really believe that the whole mom guilt feeling can go on both sides uh, of uh, of the spectrum. You know, one of the hardest parts of being a mom, I believe, you know, n- not that we have hard days, but is really figuring out once we become a mom, the whole balance thing. Because I remember when I first started out, uh, I would feel these emotions and, you know, I'll get into it in the podcast when I talk about a uh, working mom, but you have all these emotions. How am I going to do it? Am I going to, uh, you know, be a good parent? Am I going to do what God's called me to do? And we want, you know, as a mother, you know, we we worked hard to get this child. We carried them and we have them in our arms now and we want to do the best we can to raise our children the best way possible. And you know, you know, if even if you've had a good mother, society is throwing out so many things at you. What you are supposed to do. If you don't do it, then this is, you know, you're labeled this way. And so we obviously all have the same end goal as a mother. We want our kids to have the best experiences in life. And I know that because we want the best for our kids, we often um, get that pressure to be perfect and make sure we're doing it the right way. And it can feel so overwhelming. I know especially for a lot of new moms that may be listening, um, you know, when you have that baby, you have everybody giving you their advice. 
what you should do, what kind of food, when you should start this, how they should sleep. You know, don't do this, do this. And then another person says, oh, no, do it this way. You know, one of my main things that I, you know, stress in all my podcasts is make sure you are going by the leading of the Holy Spirit and reading the word because that's your ultimate, that's what's going to tell you. You know, I know for some moms that are listening, you're working moms. Not not everyone I come across is a stay-at-home mom. And, you know, I did that for a little bit at the beginning when I first had um, Madeline uh, trying to juggle that. So I know what that mom guilt can feel like because we always have these questions, you know, floating through our head. Are we making the right choice by going to work every day, you know, for working moms? Will our kids be okay without us? You know, uh, what will happen? Here's one. What will happen if we have to miss out of something important? You know, there's lots of, my sister has four boys. She can't possibly be at everything. You know, they're all in some kind of sport. They're all in like an honor society. So what happens? How do you feel if you have to miss out on something important for your kid? You know, working moms think, are we balancing our work responsibilities well with our family's needs and priorities? Um, how about this one I wrote down? Working mom's guilt can strike whether we're at home or at work, right? Ladies, if you guys are listening, we never feel like we're doing enough or doing anything well. You know, I've had that feeling when I first had my kids. It was like, I... I need to be there. And if I'm not there, it's coming to an end. Now, if we look at the other side for the stay-at-home moms, the stay-at-home mom guilt sometimes feels like, you know, especially if you've had a career before you've had a baby, uh, you start thinking, uh, how can I do this all day long? Like, I want to help out. I want to help my family financially. Or, you know, I I don't feel fulfilled like... I'm staying home with the kid all day. That's that's my life now. Is that all, you know, that I'm worthy of? And that is something that has come to, you know, an enlightening for me is yes. Either way, okay? We're able to balance this role that we have either way if you're a stay-at-home mom or a working mom. God's given us the strength to do this because there's some moms who work because they choose to and there are some moms that work because they have to. You know, they're in a financial situation. You could be a single mom, you know, or even if you're not a single mom, we need the two incomes to provide for our family. So we have to get this mindset that we can't beat ourselves up over it because if we're beat down by our own thoughts and lies from the enemy, we're not going to be strong enough to be there for our family, to be there for our husbands, or to be there for our children and do what God's called us to do. God has designed us to nurture and care for our children. But we have to remember, ladies, you know, we can't bash each other on Facebook and bash each other to our friends if they don't do everything the way you do it as a mother. Uh, you know, if they come to you and ask you for help or encouragement, then go and do it. But 
we should not be bashing each other as mothers and putting each other's down because they're not doing the same thing you're doing or vice versa. So every situation is different. Some moms have to go to work and some don't. So, I, you know, my main thing for the mom guilt today is to let you know we've got to get rid of that because the enemy will destroy our minds and our thoughts and make us feel like we're not good enough. And I know that that there's guilt on both sides. It's not just the moms who go to work because I know sometimes they can think, well, you get to stay home with your kid and everything's perfect. But you know what? The stay at home moms battle the mom guilt, too, because maybe they once had a job. Like I said, and they feel like, you know, I want to provide for my family. I am not doing anything. I'm changing diapers all day. I'm being barfed on all day. What kind of role is this? But we don't have to have any kind of guilt or shame or feel anything like that because all of that's from the enemy. There's, you know, the only time that you feel guilt as a believer is if the Holy Spirit is convicting you from doing something wrong. So if you decided to do something in your family outside of the Holy Spirit's permission, you know, you've prayed, you've asked the Lord to give you an answer and you were disobedient to that, that's something you would feel guilty from. But you're not going to feel guilt from from being a provider to your family, from being a nurturer to your family. And so... It says over in 2 Corinthians 10.5, we have to destroy, okay, I put the have to because it is imperative. So 2 Corinthians 10.5 says, we destroy every proud obstacle that keeps people from knowing God. We capture their rebellious thoughts and teach them to obey Christ. We have to make sure we get our thoughts captive. Under control, ladies. This is one of my podcasts from last week was Fix Your Face because we have to get what's in our thoughts captive. It doesn't need to be spitting out of our mouth everything you think of or coming to our face or, you know, anything like that. We have to, the Bible says, to capture our rebellious thoughts and teach them to obey Christ. We have to teach our thoughts. Listen, if it's not what God says about me, if it's not what God's called me to do, if it's not what I'm supposed to be doing, then I'm not going to do it. You have to confidentially trust God for that he will help you to continue to be the best mom for your kids. God's desire for us is to faithfully pursue the work that he's called us to do and trust him to support us and take care of all of our needs and the needs of our kids. So if you have to go to work, you have to trust the Lord that your kids are going to be fine. You know, not every, I homeschool my kids, but it's not for everybody. So people ask me about it. What do I do? You know, how wonderful it is. I let them know. But I'm not going to go to somebody and tell them they're wrong for sending their kids to school. That's a decision that they prayed about, that the Lord spoke to that family directly about, and that's their decision. So we have to realize that we have to make sure we don't let this, um, the way society is where they shove everything down our throats the way it's supposed to be. You know, when I left the hospital with Brooklyn, it was so many rules 
she's my second child. So it changed between the three and a half years that I had my first one to my second one of all these things you're not supposed to do. And they're not supposed to sleep this way. And you're supposed to wake your kid up at, you know, every three hours to, to nurse. And I was like, listen, I'm the mom. Thanks for the suggestions, but we're going to let it flow with how it works with my family. How does the sleeping pattern work with my family? You see what I'm saying? Like, don't let society shove things in your mind where now they're overtaking your thoughts and you don't have any control of them. And so we have to realize that this mom guilt is not from the Lord. And so we have to, like it says in 2 Corinthians 10, 5, teach our thoughts to obey Christ. We cannot tear down other moms for decisions that they've made within their family. And so every family situation is different, we have to remember. Every season is different with every family. And it requires different decisions. So if you are a mom who wants to work, who has a calling on her life to be in the workplace, uh, or a mom who, who needs to work, not just because of her call that she's also called and has a gift to do it, but also because she's um, helping her family out financially. You have to realize God's given you that brain. He's given you the ability to do both. He's given you the ability to do both. So remember that. Do not get down on yourself to do that. And when you're worried, when you're worried about your kids, remember 1 Peter 5, 7. Give all your worries and cares to God for he cares about you. So we have to remember that. 1 Peter says... When you're worried, give all your cares to God for he cares for you. So when you're worried, when you're feeling like I'm not there for my children, you know, remember, like I just read, 1 Peter 5, 7, give all your worries and care to God for he cares about you. So, you know, Lord, I have to work as a mom. You see that? Help me, Father God, to be the best mom, the best role model you know, give me the words to say, declare, you know, things over your children as they're gone and they're not under your care. They're maybe be at school or daycare, but the protection of God is with them. So don't ever let that feel like, you know, you're not going to be around for them. We have to give all of our cares to the Lord. Another thing, doing the work God has called you to do. If he's called you, like I said, to be in the workplace, then don't think twice about it. If he's called you to be a mom and stay at home about it, don't think twice about it. Don't get down on yourself thinking you're less. This is what I want to tell every stay-at-home mom. You are doing a big job. You are running a household. You are running your kids. You're managing all of that. Believe me, that is a job in itself. And for your kids to be raised up in the things of God, to live holy, is so much bigger than any paycheck. Don't, you know, I get people when they tell me they stay at home, they kind of fumble around and it's like, you know, 
this and I feel like this and and um, yeah, so I might be starting a business from home. And it's like, listen, if God's called you to start something from home and you work from home while you're there with your kids, great. But don't say it just because you feel like your job as a mom is not enough. Because your job as a mom is plenty. You know, I'm telling you, the, the word job, people only think you have to have a paycheck attached to it. But tell me where. A job requires a paycheck. A job is a job. A job is an act of work. And you are at home raising your kids and keeping them alive. You're keeping other little humans alive. (laughs) That is a job, okay? So don't look down on yourself for just being a stay-at-home mom. It says in John 4, 34, Then Jesus explained, My nourishment comes from doing the will of God who sent me and from finishing his work. So he sent you to do a job. If you are a mom that has to work outside of the home, you do your job with the best ability. When you come home from your job, you do your job as a mom with the best of your ability. And if you're a stay-at-home mom, you do your job with the best of your ability because he has given you nourishment to do the will of God. Then there's a race here, guys. (laughs) Let me tell you, so many moms are tired and burnt out, but he's called us to run with endurance. That race that is before us, this life that we have, God has called us to run it and run it well. If you go over to Hebrews 12, 1 through 3, Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a huge crowd of witnesses to the life of faith, let us strip off every weight that slows us down. You know what a weight here is that could slow us down? Our mind, our thoughts. Let's strip that down. It slows us down, especially the sin that easily trips us up. And let us run with endurance the race God has set before us. How do we do this, ladies? We do this by keeping our eyes on Jesus, the champion who initiates and perfects our faith. Because of the joy awaiting him, he endured the cross, disregarding its shame. Now he is seated in a place of honor beside God's throne. Think of all the hostility he endured from sinful people. Then you won't become weary and give up. He died a high price for us so we can live in strength so we can live in this world with victory so we can live in this world and do what God's called us to do it says in Genesis be fruitful and multiply we are part of that multiplication you a male and a female get together and have a kid and that's it there's no ifs ands buts maybes about it So he's called us, women only can get pregnant, women. It's sad that I have to clarify that nowadays, but it is us that can hold a a child and birth it and raise it. He's given us the strength to do it and to run this race and run it without giving up and run it without being weary. So we can do all of this. We can be a mom a wife, a career woman. We can do all of it in the joy of the Lord with strength and without giving up. Because in Philippians 4.13, 
you know, that's a verse a lot of us have heard. I can do everything through Christ who gives me strength. You know, that's a verse I've been saying since I was a kid. And sometimes I really feel like if you're raised in church, you know, if you're new to the Lord and you're listening to this podcast, you know, you hear these verses and it's a little more on the fresh side. But like I've heard this verse since I was a kid and you can quote it. I can do everything through Christ who strengthens me. You know, I can do everything. I can do everything. But really, think of that. Everything. Not some things. We have to get these verses that we've heard as kids, some of us, and really look at it and have the words stick out to us. I can do everything through Christ who gives me strength. So if we get this done through him, we stay in the word, through him, stay in his presence, in his anointing. We can do everything that we need strength for. Also, another point that I was thinking of during this mom guilt was, you know, we uh, pray to the Lord for decisions. You know, we, we question decisions that, you know, like I said, do I stay home? Do I go back to work? If it's something I, you know, I really love my job. I want to do it. Uh, you know, I really love my child. I'm pulled in between here. But like I said, there's a season for everything. At some point, you know, if you're going to put your child in school, they're going to go to school and then you're home. Maybe then you go to work. You have to, like I said, pray and do what fits for your family. You married your husband. You pray with him and make a decision with him for your family. If you're single, you pray the Heavenly Father. You're now married to him now until you find someone else. And you make the decision based on the answer that he gives directly to you because you're the head of the house at that point. So we have to remember in Proverbs 3, 5 through 6, to trust in the Lord with all our heart, do not depend on our own understanding. Our own understanding would be going to seek out books outside of the word of God, people outside of the word of God, especially people that aren't even saved. That would be our own understanding. What someone has told us, we don't even ask the Lord about. That's our own understanding. But it says, seek his will in all you do, and he will show you which path to take. So we have to really pertain this to our mom life, our wife life. You know, seek his will in all you do, and he will show you which path to take. So if you're having trouble figuring out what are you supposed to do, now I've had a baby, what am I supposed to do? Seek his will in all you do, and he will show you which path to take. Ladies, it's that easy. He'll show us. That's why, you know, I meet some people and they're just wandering around in every decision in every life. And it goes to show me they're not seeking because, you know, God's not double minded and he sent the Holy Spirit to be our guide. And then it says in Proverbs that he will show us which path to take. So we have to ask. We have to spend time in his presence and figure out what is he saying that we're supposed to do. And with God's power, we can do more than we ever thought to accomplish. We have to remember that. Um, 
which brings me to I, there's lots of verses, but I mean, I was just looking up all these verses on strength and work and power and showing us what we have to do. In Ephesians three twenty, now all glory to God who is able through His mighty power at work within us to accomplish infinitely more than we might ask or think. More, God's power, we can do anything. And um, before I end this podcast, because I dealt a lot with mom guilt, but I know that one thing that is a struggle when you become a mom, because when you become a mom, uh, you know, your life changes forever and changes for the best. I mean, I would never wish I didn't have kids But it's a big deal because you become completely selfless, completely selfless as a mom. Like no time is yours anymore. You know, it it doesn't matter. My kids could be completely quiet in the house and I go to make a phone call because I think it's quiet and everybody wants a snack. They want to tell me something. Uh, two of them are fighting. All of a sudden, they're screaming and they're crying. I mean, it's like they have a knowing in their spirit. Mom is doing something. Mom's going to the bathroom. Mom is sleeping. So I'm going to do the complete opposite of what's going on. <laughs> I, you know, I could be in the entire house all day or quiet or in my room or doing laundry. Nobody says anything. I go to the bathroom and shut the door. There's knocks. Can I have a snack? Mom, what are you doing? Where did you go? You know, right? You guys feel me out there? Like it? It's like they have a special intuition on these things. And it's like I – it's just what it is. And so it's it's glorious to become a mom. But you have to – Give up a lot of yourself. I'm going to put it that way because a lot of people will say you have to give up so much. And I really don't feel like I've had to give up anything. I feel more fulfilled as a mom and having my children around. But you do give up yourself. You become selfless. You give up all your time, all your energy, all your love, all your devotion, all everything to your children, you know, especially when they're infants. I mean, they won't survive without you. That their complete dependency at that age until they at least get a little bit older. You know what I mean? And then then they can feed themselves and, you know, the whole process. So it's like, but you still never get yourself back totally you're always giving you know to your kids whether they are adult kids a loving good loving mom is always providing for their kids whether they're married and out of the house they're always providing for their kids so selflessness is a big deal when you become a parent and I believe that besides feeling the mom guilt of going to work or staying home, you also have self-care guilt. Can I get a witness out there? Anybody that's listening to me anymore. Self-care guilt. Self-care guilt. You know, the whole like, can I go get my nails done? Can I 
go, you know, anything where you're going to do it alone. Can I, you know, moms like feel bad for saying like, I need a break and you can mean it from in different ways. You know what I mean? Like we are always, 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 always giving ourselves away, giving ourselves away, just like I just explained to you. And so, you know, the word of God teaches us to be a servant in all areas. So we do it within our home. We do it outside of our home. We do it in volunteer positions at church, you know, things that we're a part of and, you know, and laying our life down for others. It's taught in the word of God that we are to do that. And being a wife and a mom, that's a main part of our role. And, um, but how can we, you know, I was thinking this whole self-care guilt that moms feel like, but how can we constantly give to everybody if we're spiritually, emotionally empty? How can we um, keep giving if there's never any time to fill our tank back up. You know, I had um, blessed a friend of mine who has children uh, with some money. And I was like, listen, uh, your husband's been traveling and I know exactly what it's like. And I want you to take this money and go get your toes done, go get your nails done. Uh, here's money for a babysitter. Like, just gave her a bunch of money and was like, listen, go take care of yourself for a few hours. Go get rejuvenated. Go get filled back up. And, you know, she kind of got teary-eyed and was like, I don't... And I said, listen, you know, because she had trouble having kids and she now has her kids and she just felt like, like she was a bad mom if she was like, I need a break. Like, I just need a few minutes of not making sandwiches or snacks or getting bottles or being touched or being called mom, 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 mom. <laughs> you know, she felt bad. And at first was like, I don't even know how I can. And I was like, listen, you can't always give, give, give and not have, you know what I mean? Like, I have to wake up early in the morning because I, I, you know, by the time I put everyone to bed at night, I'm like ready to like detox myself. So my time with the Lord is in the morning. So when I I set my alarm early, I get up before everybody gets uh, going in the morning and I just have that quiet time. Grab my Nespresso, grab my Bible and, and go for it and pray. Sometimes I'll do my workout and I will go out in my neighborhood and do a certain uh, path that I take, which is a certain amount of miles, and stick my earbuds in and listen to preaching and pray because nobody knows that you're not, you know, that you're just talking out loud. So use the earbuds. (laughs) But, you know, you have to have that time. I have to fill myself up. So I have to fill myself up spiritually so I can walk at the level that God wants me to walk at. I have to keep my faith at an all-time high, especially as a mom, because I'm believing also for my kids until they get it for themselves, you know? And I've got to understand the word so I know when I face something, hear something, see something, I got the answer for it. So you have to take time to do that. 
and know who you are in Christ. And then emotionally too, you have to go out. You have get a babysitter, get a babysitter, not off babysitters.com. I don't even know if that's a real place. I mean, get someone who you trust in your home, who you trust in your kids, because that's totally not worth allowing your kids to be around somebody for an hour and destroy their lives over something they've heard or seen. But get with somebody in your church that you trust. Get get with a friend, you know, that, that you trust with your kids and go out to dinner. If you're single or even if you're married and you want to go out with your friends for a girl's dinner, you know, do that. Get out of that environment that you're always in and do self-care. You can't feel guilty about it. You've got to go out and get that, that you know, detox in a way and then come back in. And then, you know, you can't ever go out and it builds up. You're like resented. You see people, you know, out on Instagram and Facebook and everybody's having a good time and everybody's out. But, you know, you have to make that choice. That is up to you. You have to have alone time. Go get your nails done. Go get your hair done. Go to Barnes and Noble and grab a coffee and just sit in silence. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I'm never in silence. So when I am in silence, once in a while, or in the car with my husband, I'm like, "Did we forget something?" Oh yes, we forgot our kids. They're at home. <laughs> but I'm just saying, like, I'm not even used to silence. But self care is important. Have alone time. Go get, you know. Go shopping for a little bit. You don't want to spend money. Like I said, go grab a coffee. Go grab a juice bar. Sit there. Read. People watch. Whatever, you know, slows your mind down a little bit. Like I said at the beginning, time with God. You, you've you got to fit all this in. Every day is a balancing. Just like it, people who go to work, there's a schedule. They're there for a certain amount of time. And in that amount of time, you need to get your work completed. Think of spending time with God as part of your day of your work to get completed. So do that, you know, I recommend when you first get up, maybe some people, even though I'm a night owl, it's just different for me at night that way. So, you know, if you want to do it at night, great. But sometime, nap time, sometime, you got to get time in with the word of God. And then married, time alone with your husband. That's self-care too. They were around first. That's another podcast I did, Why You Should Put Your Husbands First. If you haven't heard it, go listen to it. They were there first, and they'll be there last. They're there before your kids, and they'll still be there when your kids are out of the house and married. Make sure you form that relationship with your husband. Keep the love burning between you guys. Spice it up, but you need that alone time. That is a detox to you too, because when you're around kids all day, or you have gone to work and then you're home and you've been pulled on all day by adults at work, you come home and you play the mom role, you've been pulled on by kids, then after bedtime, you need to put the kids to bed and make time for your husband because that that is number one and keeping a good home life. Like I said, that's a whole other podcast I did, so go listen to it. But that sets a tone. That instructs the kids of how it's supposed to be when they're older, and it's the way God's the way that God, the word of God has provided it for us to be with our husband. So alone time, time with God, time alone with your husbands and friendships. You don't have to be friends with everybody, 
but get some good girlfriends that believe the same way that you do, that you can go out, grab a bike, grab a coffee, you know, go to the beach. You know, I live by the beach, so that's something, you know, that we can do. So things like that and rest. This one I've had to work on. And thanks to an incredible mother-in-law that I have, she's taught me to just stop sometimes. You know, I've watched her over the years and she's incredibly wise. And you have to rest. In in um, Mark 6.31, Jesus said, Let's go off by ourselves to a quiet place and rest a while. He said this because there were so many people coming and going that Jesus and his apostles didn't even have time to eat. So even Christ rested and withdrew from others. And we are not greater than Christ. So we have to remember to rest. Take time off. If, you know, you just set aside a a day coming up and be like, listen, normally I would be doing laundry or I would be doing this and that. And, oh, it's my Saturday. So on my Saturdays, I need to build bookshelves for the kids' room. It's going to get done. Okay? Learn to relax and rest and take some time for yourself. Go sit by the pool, go swim with your kids, go on a bike ride, you know, do something that's peaceful um, or just sit on the couch. Three hours, you're going to be okay, okay? You know, it's hard for me to sit still. So I still have to like, you know, listen to myself when I'm saying this right now to rest because it's hard for me, but it's imperative, it's, you got to separate yourself. So with the Mom Guilt podcast, we should not be feeling guilty on either side. Going to work. If you have to do it or you want to do it, God's going to give you the strength to balance and do everything. If you're a stay-at-home mom, he's going to give you the uh, he's going to make you feel that appreciated feeling. He's You've got to know who you are in Christ. You're a mom that's raising the next generation for the things of God. And that's not to be taken lighthearted. So don't think, you know, cleaning up uh, spilled drinks and doing laundry and making, you know, breakfast, lunch, dinner all day is, you know, a less of a job. You're doing great. God's given you the strength and the ability to do it. Um, and then self-care. It is imperative and important that you uh, take care of yourself. Don't feel guilty about it. If you need to get out and get something done, go rest, run to the store. Even if you want to go grocery shopping by yourself, if that's your self-care, whatever. Don't feel guilty. Just because you've asked somebody to watch your kids does not mean they think you don't love them or that you're just like sick and tired of them because that's not the case at all. We have to fill ourselves up. We have to take time to rest. We have to rejuvenate also because like I said, we're constantly giving, giving, giving. And so we need to make sure we are strengthened and full of joy and at the best of our ability so we can do our job job well. 
So I hope this spoke to anyone who is listening to this, that it hit home with you and that you're realizing that what you're doing is what God's called you to do and he's given you the strength and the ability to do it. And so thank you so much for listening this week. I love hearing from you. Uh, When you listen, if you're on social media, make sure to post it and tag me because I love to share it. Um, It gets the word out to other women and they uh, get to hear your feedback as well. Uh, So make sure you write me. And uh, if you have any topics that you're thinking of, uh, I'd love to go over it with you. It doesn't have to just be um, a mom topic. Uh, This one was pertaining more towards it because it was really on my heart to deal with it. Uh, But like anything dealing with women or children, uh, let me know and I will love to get it out there. Thanks again, ladies, for being with me again this week. And until next Friday, love you. Bye. Bye.